the Mammoth Games cast for the week of January 21st. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Gordon. How's it going? Heyo, it's going, man. What's been going on with you? How's Dragon Age? I know that's where we're yep, at. So, uh, I went ahead and just really got down, oiled my hands up, and cranked through Dragon Age 2. Sometimes um, it's what you gotta do. Yeah, I mean, that's always what I gotta do. So, uh, I went ahead and uh, beat that. So, I actually finished... Um, Kind of the final. I set myself up right before the Templar Mage showdown at, in Act Three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so I finished that this morning. Um, so that, you know that didn't take too long. But yeah, I did all the DLC. There really wasn't a lot of DLC for uh, Dragon Age Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so your DLCs that are there are kind of beefy. So I, I did all those and everything. You're cranking through. I mean, how much time are you putting into? Um, yeah, I don't know the uh, the save files. Uh, at this point, like after 2010, games kind of stop showing you the clock. Uh huh. Um, oh yeah, you're and, like, right. Red Dead is guilty of this. Like uh, Red Dead Two, it's really hard. You have to like dig to find your in-game clock. Uh-huh. Um, so you know this uh, is no different. So this one just shows the last time you played, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no way it's anywhere near as long as Origins. Uh, oh yeah. So in yeah. Origins, the main story, I did 30 hours, and I had 10 hours in Awakening just about 10 hours and then i had uh, about another hour in uh witch hunt so uh those are the dlcs that carry on into the future and matter so um if i had so that means i uh sorry it's oh yeah let me uh let me pause that um yeah so i i had like 40 hours total in origins mm-hmm. and um i wonder what's going on with my internet i wonder if this is still a snow problem come on um yeah we're getting and so uh, i probably put about like 30 maybe into dragon age 2 altogether with the two pretty big dlcs like uh, uh like i said he did have a pretty big yeah, they just uh, go into the main game so you don't have time to like, or a pretty big go into an offshoot uh, section like you did in origins or anything so, so hopefully we get that straightened back out yeah my audio is all recording and everything so my uh yeah my internet's kind of bouncing let me do a speed check Okay. Yeah, you're you're coming back. Okay. Yeah, you sound fine now. But yeah, so I'm I'm getting ready to run my um, playthrough of Inquisition. I think I've determined who I'm gonna play as. Uh huh. My internet's looking fine. It looks like I'm getting full download and upload. So, or my upload actually is kind of shitty. So, that's the problem. Yeah. Huh. Yep. That winter weather. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so um, so in Inquisition, uh, you're what are you leaning towards? Well, yeah, I'm gonna do a elf, a male elf mage playthrough, Dalish elf. Okay. So and um, you are done with uh, you're you're completely done with um, two technically now, right? Yeah, I got yeah, I saw all kinds of. Okay, cool. So yeah, next I was just. Yeah, I went before I pull up the Inquisition yeah. official trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I went and did uh, the Dragon Age Keep, um, which is how they, they handled the save transfers. Basically, the issue was um, some there were some bugs sometimes in like cloning a save. Basically, mm-hmm. the decisions, uh, the way they were saved in whatever format they were saved, sometimes could have bugs. 
So the way to fix that was to make the keep where you just select a choice and it just hard codes, you know, option one, two, three, four. And that's it. You know, there was, there was no like fucking around. There's no, um, you know, this is hard saved as B3, A12, alpha 15. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. um, it was saved much more like concisely. And, uh, the Dragon Age Keep actually is also tracking, once it binds to your account, it will track all of your decisions that you make in Inquisition as well. So that's implying that that's getting ready for the fourth Dragon Age game. I, I hadn't noticed this, but apparently it's been doing it for a while. So I kind of thought it was like a teaser, but um, apparently it's been doing it. Nice. Yeah, other than that, uh, of course, continuing to play um, just a little bit of Pokemon Go here and there. It's been pretty hairy outside, so... Yeah, um, there's not and, like much. the mall nearby, like the indoor mall, does not have any stops, which is... Ludicrous. That's bizarre. Yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if originally maybe they had stops and then they got rid like of them. Somebody complained or something. Yeah, because yeah. I know that happened. Well, that happened. Uh, that happened at the college we went to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All of, all of them are gone. There's one, and it's not on campus. It's uh, at an off-campus building. It's like Taco Bell, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, not even Taco Bell. The closest Shit. one is across the street. A Shit. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that. Like, I, I understand it's like, okay, we don't want, like, uh, like, well, this one's a fucking mall. Like, do you not yeah. want kids at your fucking mall? Do you not want people to come into your Who store? do you think like, keeps malls open? Yeah. yeah. So that's weird. I, I understand full sale because it's like, you know, it can be cool for students to be able to hit the stops or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but I like, would hit them on the way by. When yeah. There. But I see why they wouldn't want just members of the public. I mean, there was a fucking stop on Area 51 that the government had to get removed. So, uh-huh. like, I get it. Like, I, I don't But it's know. still I, lame. Like, I would definitely leave them. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Just put up a fucking sign that says, like, do not intrude. Like... Yeah. Like, have your security do their job. Really? You know, if even you then, like, have... it's not like that stopped. Like, there was, like, weirdos, like, wandering through campus all the time anyway. All the time, yeah. So it's not like that made it particularly worse. If there's someone, like, sitting there or something, you know, or people driving through slow, have have security, you know, pull them over and tell them to leave. That's (laughs) not what this is for. It's really not that difficult, in my opinion. I mean, it's a gaming, film gaming, you know, recording. That's kind of what it's all about, so... I feel like we should have access to that there. But I'm telling you, dude, if I was if I would have graduated the year like from high school, if I would have graduated the year that Pokemon Go came out, that would have been a choice on what fucking college I went to. Seriously. Like Really? Okay. Yeah. When me and Shannon were looking around to when we were moving, we were checking fucking Pokemon Go scene. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is a big fucking deal to me. So yeah. like it, it's it's weird that anybody would like take that away for like a dumbass reason, like Oh well, you know somebody might walk by. Yeah, so. yeah, huh? <laughs> it's very weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the threat. There might be a person there. Yeah, but that could happen anyways. So yeah, it's pretty weird. Sure. Cool. So anything else? Is that it? Uh, yeah, I really have not life? been playing enough. I'm trying to really crank these suckers out because what the 29th? Uh, so I have nine days to beat fucking inquisition where one map is bigger than the entire playable space in dragon age origins and two 
yep. before fucking Kingdom Hearts comes out. And I have to play that for 300 years. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. Um, we're coming up in the end of this year comes, you know, brings up the uh, hopefully, hopefully a game that like I like it for me because there's a game that I know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And then there's a game that I know what I'm getting. And if it's large, it's going to be something that I'm going to play for a while. So that's right. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're going to be pushing forward into... Uh, going to be pushing forward into February, which is uh, like... Oh, man. It's like... It's big. It's like the new it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas, too. Yeah, really. Um so I mean, you know, we were just kind of talking about a little bit some of those games before the show. Some of the games got pushed forward. Some of them got pushed back. Somehow the fifteenth has become, you know, the tw- what we were looking to be the twenty second. Yeah. Um, very weirdly. Yeah, very weird. But I mean, this week is the start of that. We don't have a lot of games, but you know, we do have the you know we do have one of the major titles of this month mm-hmm. uh, that we'll talk about this week. So that's cool. Um, but for me, uh, as what I've been, as what I have been playing, mm-hmm. um, continuing more of, uh, Divinity, I actually just, in my solo game, ended up picking up my, uh, um, my third source point, which I think is your final source point. I don't think you can pick up anymore. Okay. What um, do those do? And, well, some of your abilities require source to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be like, it'll say it requires this much AP and this much source and they're generally bigger moves. Like, uh, they're the bigger moves in the game that you can pick up. Um, like, uh, grasp of the dead, raining blood, uh, or Bloodstorm, not raining blood. Um, uh, steam lance, which is like, uh, they have a, like a laser move. It's like a fire Mm. laser. And it just shoots a straight line across the map that just shoots fire and leaves a, a flaming cloud in its wake. Oh, yeah. um, they also have one... They have the the alternate to that is uh, the Hydro move Steam Lance, which heals uh, allies in its wake. I don't know if it affects enemies. I haven't used it yet. Um, I, I just got it at the end of my... Uh, I just put it on my bar at the end of my last play. Um, but yeah, you know, I ran into, uh, th- there's like six different ways that you can go to get your points in act two. And okay. it's, it's, it's really, um, it, you can only do like two of them or three of them. So it's, uh, the other ones get cut off. You can still do it, but you don't get the source point for it. I imagine as mm-hmm. well. You get, um, you know, all the stuff that you would normally get. Oh, it's yeah. grasp of the starve, not grasp of the dead. Um, that one's actually really cool. Um, if you use raining blood and you put blood puddles all over the ground, anything that's connected to that blood, that's an enemy that's standing in it. If you use grasp of the starved or whatever, uh, hands come up and cripple them and hold them to the ground. And it also, um, diseases them. So if you heal them after that, um, that's a pretty big move. Uh, there's like a three move trick that you can do there with rain blood. Uh, grasp of the starved and then uh, mass heal or there's a healing yeah you can use mass heal or there's one that bounces to anyone that can be affected by healing uh that one's really good too so like uh, chain lightning heal yeah yeah it's like a chain heal (laughs) i've also been using charm a lot 
That's really fun. Get rid of their nice. magic and then charm someone really powerful. They just can't do anything about it. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, there are still you know things that that uh, bother me about it, but not as much yeah. as when I play. Um, like I've also been playing Wasteland Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked it up on the Switch, which is probably the worst place to pick it up. <laughs> um, but it's still fun. Uh, it just like I, I feel so limited. It takes forever. Like I love the idea that they that they've come forward with um, <clears throat> that it's a like it's a post apocalyptic wasteland. This too is the first wasteland game that's come out in like twenty years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The first one was like I can't even remember when the original Wasteland game came out. Yeah, no, it's pretty old, if I remember. Yeah, it's it's crazy old. Um, it is a science fiction open world role playing game developed by Intro Play, published by EA mm-hmm. in 1988. It is 30 years old. 1988. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, Developers originally made the game for the Apple II, and it was ported to the Commodore 64. Re-release on Windows. Um, also on Steam, GOG, uh, in 2014. Re-release. So it's kind of almost a text-based game. But what I love about it is you see uh, names like uh, like Hellraiser, Thrasher, Snake Vargas... Angela, uh, Angela Death. Um, those characters are into mm-hmm. from the original game. So your main party is in uh, is in two. Um, actually, currently I have Angela Death on my team, not as a character I picked, but a character I picked up. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's it's been fun. But like I said, uh, PC is probably definitely the place to play this. Like most of these games. Uh, if not only for making your character's um, backstory, because you might want to write something pretty cool, you know, just like you would in like D and D or whatever, um, but it makes it really hard to write on this, you know, to like put text in on the Switch for obvious reasons. But more so um, if you're a PlayStation user, because you press triangle to do space on PlayStation. And if you press where the triangle button is on the switch, um, it just backs you out and takes away everything that you had currently wrote. Mm-hmm. It's a big fucking mess. Um, but the game does have its like uh, ups and downs. The chance to miss is incredibly high. I kind of hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the range of weapons. So you want to be further away with a sniper rifle, you if you're up close, you have a less chance of hitting with a sniper rifle. Um, there's a cone on a shotgun. You can damage, you know, your teammates, so you have to be aware where they are at all time. There's been several times where I've had someone crouch down in front of a, like it, in between cover and an enemy, but the sniper was kind of further back behind your ally, and I shot my ally in the back rather than hit the enemy. Uh, which is not great, um, but yeah, you know it's uh, it's been fun. I've I think I've only restart like once or twice, uh, just because of like critical errors. This game does have a lot more bugs than other games, though. Yeah. So, 
I ran into one. I finished an entire, uh, like the entire first area. Hundred percent did everything, nice. um, and they gave me these things to cure myself. Well, they said other settlements. Uh, I purified this area, and it was supposed to cure me of this disease. Um, well, it did, and these pods were not supposed to explode anymore. There was a bug. Mm-hmm. One of them exploded, poisoned four of my teammates. Oh, shit. I only had five vials, so I would use the rest of the vials on my teammates, and I would have none for the surrounding communities. Mm-hmm. So I had to restart. There was no way. My characters were going to die yeah. Yeah. if I didn't use them, or the settlements were going to die, and that's not the choice that's supposed to be made there. So, hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I like the, I like the like level system. I like having the little text in the bottom corner. Um, AP is distributed well. It's not like I feel like, you know, I'm incredibly slow. There are different builds you can make, have characters move faster than others, carry more than others. Um, it's all there. Making of a great game. I hear that they're working, uh, they're hard, on, hard at work on three. I really yeah. want to see them step up for three. Like, I want to see an overhaul, like, a completely overhauled engine um, fixing a lot of the things that they did wrong. Um, who is it? It's uh, In Exile mm-hmm. Studios that yeah. make um, yeah. Wasteland. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting some pretty cool stuff out of it. Hell yeah. Um, cool. Uh, you know, that's pretty much... Uh, sorry, I was peeking over to see uh who was up in chat <laughs> yeah yeah um but up? yeah aside from that uh again you know pokemon go still kind of on and off playing that uh, uh king of trios or kingdom of trios chakra wrestling manager game um which has been fun uh mm-hmm. but yeah pokemon go missed the phoebus event uh we were talking a bit about that it's like what's the point um, they pick a yeah. really small window, like midday for us here. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, if they did it in the morning, would be, I think it would be better. It wouldn't be the optimal time, but if they did it in like later evening, if they did it like, like six to nine or something, that would be so ideal yeah. on like a, like a Saturday or a Sunday. I mean, that's when people have, you know, a, you know that bit of time, like at night. Um, but they did it for like between two and three hours. I think the majority of people missed it. I typed in uh, the Phoebus event just to see what was going on with it. You know, I didn't pull up an article or anything. And uh, the first thing said why they should not do things like they did with the Phoebus event. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, really. you're not wrong. You're... <laughs> You pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, with that, we, you know, we'll move into games releasing. Uh, we don't have a lot. Um, and right. I think one of them, even we said we weren't going to do, but I just threw up there because we didn't have a lot. Yeah. And it's uh, fine because it ties in with some other stuff that's not spoilery to talk about, I guess. Sure. Yeah. So, um, We'll jump into that. If you guys get the chance first, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Talk about all the stuff that we're going to talk about here and more um, mm-hmm. over there with us on the daily. 
Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you can see our terrible GIF game and uh, know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Go ahead, take it away, man. Yeah, so um, on Thursday the 24th, we're looking at Life is Strange Episode 2, uh, which is titled Rules, coming out from Don't Nod. Of course, that's PS4, Xbox One, PC. Um, this is actually the... This is where they're going to tie in that like free prologue episode that they put out, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so they're actually directly running into Captain Spirit in this episode, which is really cool. Yeah, that I... I um... Like, it's one of those things, Captain Spirit came out, I downloaded it, um, I wanted to have it, mm-hmm. I, I didn't play it. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm not going to play it until the whole season is out, and I'm going to play them all back to back. Right, because I want to, like, I don't want to have that, like, forgetting right. that moment, or something small that happened that yeah. can allude to. Um, but I am really excited to see that he's coming back um, so soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's coming back, I don't know if he's... Um, like maybe a friend that they were that you know the you know the characters that we already know they're playing yeah um, i mean it almost seems like they're in this they're season they're telling it. two concurrent stories yeah kind of that grand theft auto 4 style where they kind of like intersect like they uh, go in and out of each other um which is which is cool mm. i that man i'm seeing that that captain spirit uh that kid he had like the like you look like he wrote on his face with sharpie to make a mask that's what it looks like good christ imagine seeing your autistic son does that to himself after a hard day at work I just... it's like what the fuck wow yeah it would be, it's oh, good. It would be god damn it it's very good um, <laughs> so um, uh yeah we, so we can't that, say too much about that but it's definitely it's cool that they're tying it back in like you said yeah we, like I, I don't have too much information like i feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of other people that would be like oh and in life and strange one you know it led to this and you know like without spoilers of course but you know mm-hmm. i i personally i don't have that information i know you're waiting as well you don't have that information yeah. um yeah. but i can guarantee if they do uh something at the end of life is strange like they did the you know the captain spirit if they do something <clears throat> to wrap up like oh mm-hmm. also we have this um after what are they doing five of these um, uh four or five episodes usually yeah so i yeah i i imagine uh, we'll have a lot more to say uh mm-hmm. at that episode yeah cool and uh on friday the 25th it's weird we're getting life is strange 2 on a thursday and we're getting uh the bigger game on a friday which is a departure of usually games coming out on tuesday um just we skipped over everything tuesday huh um but friday the 25th for ps4 xbox one and pc coming from capcom the resident evil 2 remake um hell yeah this is something i I can say a ton about um it's it i mean the game just like first off you can tell that like you know what you're looking at you know what you're gonna get this is one of those games between you know this month i'm picking up two bigger games i know this is the one i know what i'm getting um for sure and the demo just kind of like solidified that mm-hmm. uh i don't know did, did you get the chance to play it at all um no i didn't i didn't do the like one hour okay uh, yeah or the, what was it, 30 minute or 30 whatever. minute yeah 
it is this game isn't um it's definitely not like like butt clenching this isn't um resident evil 7 this isn't um mm-hmm. this is nowhere near anything like uh like silent hills mm-hmm. or anything um it's so far away mm-hmm. from that but it's it's exciting this is more where the other games were they're definitely horror this is more um like thriller feeling mm-hmm. action thriller feeling not action in the way like um resident evil 4 is action mm-hmm. but it, it has all of the elements to make um make a game that like you want to play it, I, I don't feel like you know, if you're a gamer of any type, I feel like this is a game that you want to play. Mm-hmm. So uh, I th- feel like anyone can have fun with this one. Um, and playing the story, uh, or playing the 30-minute teaser really made that. Like, looking at what we're seeing here, this is um, obviously some cinematic stuff, but obviously some of it is in-game. Like, I saw him, saw the zombie ripping at the neck of that uh, police officer, and the 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 physics there or the you know the the um like mechanics that they used for uh like just the grossness and the wetness and the like flesh tearing um that's all in game like i mm-hmm. you know i you play as leon in the 30 minute um one shot and he pushes the guy's head back and his jaw kind of just like has a lot of slack to it because he's missing all of that meat going from the side of, corner of your mouth up to your ear Mm-hmm. And the jaw just hangs loose, and you can see everything in there. It's just it's wet and gory and gross, um, and fantastic. <laughs> it's it's really really crazy uh, to see that kind of uh, attention to detail in a game, yeah. not in a cutscene. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, I heavily applaud these guys on what they've managed to accomplish. We've seen nothing with Claire. Um, Leon's definitely my favorite. Claire is, you know, she's probably maybe tied for my second favorite character because of mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be cool to follow that story all over again. And uh, I, I'm streaming this one from beginning to end. Um, nice. So it's going to, yeah, I mean, it's, of course, across several, uh, several days. Um, if not, like, a week or so. Um, but you know, I, I want everyone to get that story whether or not they want to play it. So you know, give them that option to you know watch it. I know Grim, he's in the chat. Um, I know he's he's said several times he's like, yeah, I'm pretty excited to watch this game. I, I don't really want to play it. Um, yeah, that's how I feel too. Yeah. So I, I and and that's a weird notion to me. That's not something that was ever. Uh, like I, it's something that's hard for me to wrap my head around, even though I like stream a lot of video games and people watch me stream video games a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of like me watching someone else play rather than play is really, it's still uh, kind of foreign to me, mm. even though I do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's weird, but this does, it's been, it's really been like getting the gears turning of like, this level of remake is the kind of thing that you want to see. Mm-hmm. What you know, if there was a game, what you know, what what else would you like to see remade at this 
like level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what what's the one game like from your past that going back to play is kind of a pain in the ass? Uh, Knights uh, of the Republic. So it'd be so your big one would probably be Knights then. Yeah, um, if I could get a if I could get a HD, um, just a little bit of art asset tweaking remaster of Nice Hill Republic one and two. Yeah, that's all I would play for no, the next decade. Imagine a full remaster at this level. Yeah, that would fucking destroy me. Yeah, it would be it would be groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, like bringing that back, and not only doing that. If it was that game, it would be it would be so crazy because. You, they would get their gears turning of like, okay, people do want this. Mm-hmm. And if we made like the next installment of this game, people will go apeshit for it. So, yeah, I, I think, um, I think I, hopefully we start to see the departure of remasters and uh, more so remakes of games. Uh, yeah. It just, it it's, it's kind of weak to get um like i have been talking with grim a lot uh and he's been playing a lot of remakes he's picked Mm up um he picked up the devil may cry remakes he picked up um he picked up the remake of more recently of tales of vesperia and Mm -hmm. he keeps talking about picking up like dot hack and stuff and every single one he's kind of bummed out by uh, yeah. at, at the start of this, he 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 says, "Given up on Tales of Vesperia remastered, uh, just got uh, just the combat's annoying." And uh, but he's playing Metro and he likes Metro, so I mean, it's interesting. And he's going back and he's trying Witcher again after we had a little bit of a conversation about it. But God, I love um, Witcher. I know he was well. It, it, that's how it came about. He was kind of like talking shit about it, but it was like mm-hmm. because he didn't. Incredibly, like, he he didn't like to wait for the cutscenes. And I was just like, you're, you're not giving it a Metal fair Gear. shake. <laughs> yeah. It um, doesn't have shit of cutscenes compared to some of these games. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, just like the load time, not cutscenes, I, I just should say. Like, it just, yeah, it has a little bit of a longer load time. Hmm. And it's like, it's not even the worst. It's just, I don't know. Playing on PS4? Yeah. I don't know. The loads are fine for me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, that's why I was like, I don't think you're giving this a fair shake. And I think that kind of got the gears turning in his head about mm. maybe I should check it out and go back and play it. Um, but, yeah, I like, personally, I really like... Um, oh, yeah, going back to remasters. Uh, you know, they're, like... It's good that they're doing it and companies testing the waters to, you know, see are people interested in picking up another one of these games. Uh, It's good, but I don't agree that, like, doing a remaster, you know, here it is with um, barely, it's barely anything new. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they up the tech, or the, um, like, the textures, and... Uh, maybe tweak a few like menus and combat just to make things you know function proper but once it's functioning proper they don't need to do they don't do anymore and mm-hmm. uh, like this here though this is worth 60 dollars i think so resident evil 2 um so i mean with grim my advice was stay away from remasters they're not working out for you everything that he's played like he played devil may cry one 
And I'm like, that was 2002. The yeah. mechanics, it doesn't play that well. And then he played two, still didn't like it. He didn't even like up to, um, I don't even think he liked DMC. Mm-hmm. Which, it was fine when it came out. What was that, like, uh, mid to late yeah, those PS3? Games, those games typically do not uh, age well. Right. And he was talking about picking up Dot .hack, and I was like, that game was like 2001. Mm-hmm. That one's mechanics are going to be really rough. I do love Dot .hack, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to keep that that love for the game back in the PlayStation 1 era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... um. Unless they come up with something new. I think there's also an issue of... The, there's just been too many... Um, I don't know. There's just been too many remasters and remakes and things. So, like, you, you can't really bank on the nostalgia as much because they're doing this with, like, every game. Right. And, well, yeah. you can, I mean, I can only be so nostalgic. Right. Like, I was I was wearing thin on Dragon Age 2, you know? Oh, yeah? Uh, if the game was an extra five hours longer, I would not have been as happy with it, you know? Right. So, um it definitely is like uh, you know there's a difference between a full rebuild remake the way that resident evil is doing the way that shadow of the colossus did um where they kept the original idea but then they went in a new direction with it basically um Mm. and i think that is uh a lot smarter choice to do with these because just popping out like oh this it looks slightly better does not make the game good because these games were really hard to control yeah. Or, you know, I, I think Spyro is a good, another good example uh, recently and the, the yeah. Crash Bandicoot from everything I've heard. Um, where it's like, you know, the games have to modernize because controls have changed so drastically. Yeah, we don't realize what we kind of take for granted now. Right. Mechanically. Uh, graphically, like, I, I, I've always been the person that said graphics really don't matter. Mm. It uh, To me, gra- graphically, something can look like shit but if the gameplay mechanics are there like well, I was just looking at Wasteland 30 years old if I go yeah. in and I play and it's a really good text based game I could spend a lot of time with it mm-hmm. and have fun with it but graphically you know it's definitely not going to be there um, yeah so I mean that's that's the thing we take um, we take um, just the things for kind of granted these days and when we go to play uh games from like the playstation one with all this nostalgia we just get burnt down and we hate it yeah. um i mean, I mean Kingdom like hearts when they've been releasing these uh hd kingdom hearts games in preparation for the new one going back to the first Kingdom hearts plays like shit it's terrible i mean i like, can't I, believe i played the game i challenge i challenge someone who played kingdom hearts and hasn't played kingdom hearts since to go back and play kingdom hearts one and try to win on first try Try to understand uh, literally anything happening. No, just try to just try to get through the um, that jumping contest where you have to where you get to name the ship mm-hmm. or the um, yeah, yeah 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 the boat or whatever the yeah. boat or whatever. Um, because I can almost guarantee you will not win if you have been playing video games in the past. You know, since that game came out, if that wasn't the last thing that you literally played, and even then, I still feel like you'll fail. Yeah, that shit's fucked. Because it took me, it took me probably four or five tries to get through mm-hmm. that on the first try, and it's not any fault of like the player. It's the platforms are terrible, 
It just right. the character doesn't function right. He floats. It's, the jumping uh, is weird. The floating it's so yeah, hard. The, the momentum is really hard to carry on. And that's the other thing. We had a different scale of like difficulty, you know, right from now until then. So, uh, like things that are hard now, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, you know, games that are just they're hard for the sake of being, diff- you know, hard. That's and not it was the like same case the way to keep then. people. Um, the way to keep people coming back to your game back then was just to make it so it took forever to beat. Yeah. Like, you got played a lot, and it got spread around for people to challenge each other and shit, and now, you know, most games have multiplayer built in, so if you want to challenge somebody, you just go fucking, you know, load up Nuketown or whatever, and you go do it. Yeah. Like, like uh, just the entire philosophy around games has changed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, it, it used to be, okay, I got past this part, and it was really hard, and... Mm now I know how to do it and I'm through it but then there's this new thing that's holding me up and I keep dying there so I have to go back and you, and you always had to replay from the beginning What like Crash you'd have to like if you died and you lost all your lives you went back to the beginning of the level rather than from the checkpoint mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a whole thing it was, it was a growth experience basically a growing experience as you were playing yeah. um but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think that's the way. I think of that like studios looking at uh, remaking a game rather than re-releasing. I think that's um, fans will be happy. They'll get a better product and more money money out of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the, in short, Resident Evil Two in remake short. is coming out Friday the twenty fifth. Yeah. Cool. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go ahead and jump into? We have two um, sort of what, two alpha beta like opportunities. alpha beta opportunities. Nothing uh, Nothing free. Want, yeah, you can go ahead with the first one. For sure. So um, finally getting a chance for uh, this is still closed, mm-hmm. uh, but the Anthem VIP beta uh, is going to be going on January twenty fifth from about midday to the twenty seventh about midday. So that should be Friday to Sunday, mm-hmm. um, midday California time. So um, you know, figure and that out, I guess. The VIP at demo is pre-order. This is a pre-order and EA Origins Premiere Plus. Okay, okay. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are going to have, yeah, if you pre-order it, or if you're a subscriber to EA's Origin Access, this will be... Um, um, and that's their... Uh, yeah, Friday to Sunday. And the Origin Access is like their... Uh, yeah, it's like their subscription, like their subscription paid thing, yeah. kind of like a Game Pass, Xbox, yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, but shit. Yeah, except it's not good. Um, yeah, so uh, you'll also be having the um, the basically the demos, the public demo should be the first of February to the third of February. Uh, okay. We still have to wait and see the do, more specifics. Yeah. Do we have any no. any word on are they going to be different? They're going to be the same. Unknown. Um, okay. I would assume uh, that the people would... who play this first VIP demo are going to get an exclusive in-game item. So I imagine kind of like what Destiny did, like a shader or something. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that could could be something to look into. You do you already have this one pre-ordered? Yeah. Okay. So you're good to go. Yeah. We'll have that coverage. You you'll be able to tell us about it. Um, yep. Pre-order bonus for. Uh, it looks like they have some enhanced editions. Yep. Yeah, yeah I saw the, the like founders, founders, or whatever. founders banner and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, I definitely look forward to hearing this. I, I, you know, I might even, I might even pre-order it, um, with, skeptically pre-order it, um, just to get that just, access, just to get the access first, so yeah. I don't have to wait for the other beta. Cool. Uh, yeah. The other bit of testing is uh, interesting. It's an open beta. Um, I know you can get it on PS4, Xbox One. It is uh, Jump Force. Jump Force is that. Um, uh, Naruto Shippuden style uh, Shonen Jump game where it has characters from uh, One Piece. Uh, I think they've even added One Punch. Uh, Naruto, Dragon Ball, um, they've added uh, Bleach, Death Note, and I imagine more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you have all these worlds, all these characters all kind of combined. Um, and you can kind of just fight it out to see who is the champion. Usually, I've heard three v three, but I'm, I'm I'm not sure if you can do. Yeah, I, I imagine there's like a one v one or whatever. Um, but there's been some issues with uh, with the game. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it. Um, I've tried to get into two different uh, tests, and I haven't been able to get into a single one. Um, on the 18th, they did they did a test, and then uh, yesterday they did a test. I haven't been able, um, so I'm assuming that uh, Bandai Namco is having some issue with their servers. Um, I do know people have been getting in. It's just maybe I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't try hard enough, or you know, didn't you know click through the like down for maintenance menu and then retry you know 400 times to get in um mm-hmm. but session three and session session four have been canceled for rescheduling uh i do recommend uh checking out reddit they have a like a mega thread that has um all of the information of what people are doing um, and what they're doing they've been really up on it so um yeah that's definitely something to check out and if you do happen to miss it you can actually just go check out um you can just go check out YouTube, you know, go find a, um, like this Naruto Shippuden uh, page has, uh, it looks like a pretty long one, a good 15 minute demo um, mm-hmm. of different characters and whatnot. So you can get a feel of what the game's like. I've heard it's a lot like uh, Shippuden, just with more characters. So it looks crisp. All, like, it looks super, super crisp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fighting games have been doing well, huh? Hell yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some other fighting games later in the show um, because I do want to talk about that a bit. But mm-hmm. man, this this looks fun. I don't know if it'd be something I would like straight up buy, but it, you know, yeah, I don't know. Looks really cool. Does look uh, interesting. All right, why don't we go ahead and jump on in to. Uh, the the news. News. Yeah, let's jump into the news. All right, so um, we've got several like bad newses kind of spread throughout, like always. Um, yeah. Yeah, starting we... with, uh, it seems like the sci-fi Ubisoft game uh, Pioneer, which was teased in Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Um, it seems like this has been canceled. Um, Alex Hutchinson, uh, who had, was that uh, Ubisoft at the right time to have been working on the game, has recently left, um, said R.I.P. Pioneer in the post, I think, the, the video or whatever. 
So, um, they talked about this one other time, didn't they? I feel like it was mentioned uh, somewhere. Because I remember, I do remember watching this on, um, in Watch Dogs. I, I, I remember this. I remember the exact scenario and how you get to it and mm. watching it and going, huh. So they took their time to make this interesting game in a game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, at some point they confirmed that it was a real thing they were working on. Because um, th- there was so much more to it. There was, like, they, they had modeled out the interior of the ship. They had modeled out, a, you know, an entirely wrecked space, uh, some sort of ship. Um, mm-hmm. They modeled the, like, the cockpit. They had all the buttons. They had all of, like, everything. And it didn't seem like something that they would do in a Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed kind of game, you know? It mm-hmm. seemed like it was a bit more. Um I think actually last year for April Fool's Day, I I tweeted this out with like leak new Ubisoft game because I imagine I banked on a lot not a lot of people playing the yeah. mission in uh, yeah. uh, Watch Dogs. Man, I I don't know I I I can't wait to hear more on what this like what this was even if it is like dead and buried um, because it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft Space Exploration game. Okay. A sci-fi is somewhere that Ubisoft has not really touched on. Yeah. I mean, there's always like a little bit like Assassin's Creed has the sci-fi underpinning. There's sort of like a near future sci-fi going on with um, Watch Dogs and everything, but like not like core sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like they they kind of check the other categories of mm-hmm. like futurism. Right. So I don't know. Um, I definitely look more forward to hearing uh, something else come out of this, whether it's at like a um, like what like quarterly meeting or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we finally have this. I think this is the second game added to the crossplay beta program for PlayStation uh, with Rocket League. No surprise at all. Um, mm-hmm. We we kind of had to see this one coming. I don't think that there's um, I don't think there's anything else that's crossplay aside from Fortnite and Rocket League at this point. Um, but I imagine there'll be more in the future. Rocket League still continues to uh, update, and um, it's amazing to see that Rocket League took off as much as it did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know on PS3 if you played their other game, but it was like super, uh, super powered rocket cars or something like that. Yeah, a really weird oddball game um, that I think we got for free at some point with PlayStation Plus. Um, but yeah, Rocket League just crushed it, blew up, and uh, you know, here we are. It's uh, that's pretty cool. The I love game. that. Um, you know, some of these games are just like, hey, we're going, we're, we're going complete crossplay, and if you're the only one that doesn't do it, nobody's going to buy it on your console. Yeah, and they're kind of forcing people to do it. it yeah, for, uh, forcing their hand, I think, is yeah. good because you know it has to happen. They it has to be done. Mm-hmm. This isn't. It's not something we can really negotiate anymore. It has like Nintendo's open for working. At, you know, everyone's open for working together. So, and the players want it. And I mean, seeing as how we are the customers, they you know 
retail, you know, of course, the main mantra is the customer is always right. The customer is usually wrong, though. In this case, the customer is almost always wrong. I mean, almost every consumer is a complete dipshit idiot. Yeah. I'm included. I'm including myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny we just have but sometimes you know it's like look, it's happening maybe. like you yeah. ain't stopping this one it's happening like there's gonna be cross play it's just like there's no reason not to really oh Grim uh, you know not last article but back on the um, like betas and stuff said there's a blackout Call of Duty blackout thing mm-hmm. uh, that's happening I think that wraps up over this weekend though so this will come out live on Monday so people listening to this It'll be done by then. It'll be done by then. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't mention that. But people that are happen to be watching live, you know, you can jump on that right now if you want. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's get, let's get into some shit news. I'm sick of this upbeat. Another cancellation. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> pretty much. That actually, sounds like what we're looking for. Every other story is a cancellation almost. Interesting. Um, so Overkill's The Walking Dead, uh, Starbreeze Studio went ahead and said, hey, we're, we're delaying that on consoles again. Uh, originally it was going to come out on consoles, what, like the end of December or something like that? And they delayed to February. Yeah. Uh, now they went ahead and just delayed permanently. <laughs> um, we don't know if it's going to come out on consoles at all now. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, the game is, did really badly on PC. Um, you know... If you can't get it to work on the computer, you're not going to get it to work on consoles, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe they're reevaluating. Maybe they're like, okay, you know, we did this. It got a really poor launch. Um, you know, maybe we need to rethink what we did here, here, and here. Um, I, I mean, I don't, you'd almost have to go back to the drawing board. Like, from what I've heard, it's just, like, pure shit. I, I haven't played it. I, what I've seen. I haven't played it. it, it I mean, it looked fine. And hmm. I, if, if I was looking at it from the outside, I would have been like, okay, as long as the gameplay wasn't trash, mm-hmm. you know, graphically it looked great. Everything leading up to it looked good. So I, I would say this came out at a bad time. Yeah, right out of I mean, the gate, that's definitely it came out true. at a bad time. Um, but I, I don't know. If, if there were some outlying problems with, um, you know, like bugs, graphics, or, you know, whatever happened to go down um if they could release this fix that and release this at a time that isn't uh when every other fucking game in yeah, the, like the beginning of summer or something out. yeah 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 beginning of summer uh, like the end of spring uh you know not february 15th um which it wasn't slated for february 15th i'm just saying that's the other date i would avoid um yeah it, it might be fine mm-hmm so I, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting to see what uh, it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go with. It, I mean, we've seen other games reevaluate what they're doing entirely and come out and be incredibly successful. Um, you know, like Final Fantasy uh, was it fourteen online, Realm Reborn, incredibly successful. So yeah. Hold on, my uh, Discord's being weird. Looks like my connection is. Looks like my connection is bombing. I'm not sure to reconnect. I'll be right back. I think that might have been on my end. 
Okay, well, mine has the red voice connected thing. Okay. Yes, so does mine. And I'm back. That might have been a Discord problem. That might have been a Discord thing. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, so I'm not sure how much of that everybody heard. I know my mic picked it all up. Okay. So. <clears throat> might have a little editing there. So what, what were you talking about? The end of uh, Walking Dead or the Pinkertons? Yeah, the end of The Walking Dead. I was just saying that, you know, it. It's one of those things we've seen several games um, reevaluate what their game is and re-release mm-hmm. and be incredibly successful. Like uh, like a Realm Reborn Final Fantasy is, yeah. is a great uh, example of that. So um, you know, I don't look for this to be the same case, but you never know. Um, Starbreeze has done, you know, they're, they're they've done some very popular games. You know, Payday being yeah obviously the biggest huge um yeah it's huge people love payday people still people play still play today yeah um yeah i mean if i had four people that said hey you want to play payday i would be like yeah sure that sounds fine um for sure so you know we'll see it could be a good turnaround in this one yeah. all right um and so then just of- just this was the weirdest thing that i might have came across this week mm-hmm. um in red dead redemption 2 you are constantly being uh, pursued by uh, the Pinkertons. Um, do you know? Do you know anything about the Pinkertons? Oh, I know about the Pinkertons. Okay. Do you have any? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, good history. You know, originally they were basically just union busters, like private security. Um, over it's time, a, is it a detective agency? Originally. Okay. Uh, now they are a. Um, security company they're owned by the swedish securitas and um they're called pinkerton consulting and investigations um okay they basically said uh, they sent a cease and desist notice to take two last month asking for a single payment or royalty arrangement for their use of the term pinkerton like i'm sorry but you can't like you know we've, we've been talking about like um uh, copyright law and shit like that. Like, there is zero chance they still that the term Pinkerton is not public domain. Right. Um, it's it, man. It's such an interesting thing too because they're like it. It it kind of goes across. Like, it's kind of like one country being like that's wrong, and then us being like, well, no, it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So the the. The Pinkertons were originally founded in 1850. Right. There is so, no copyright court in the fucking world that would defend that to this point. Yeah. And they're historical. Like, and, if I refer to the U.S. Army, is the government going to sue me? Yeah, yeah. See, that's... I mean, if that was the case, every government could just sue everyone about every video game because there's literally constantly. a government in every... If you ever game, reference anyone you of anything, you'd constantly be... So, right. you know what I mean like that's bullshit so I do see their side of them saying look you know they are kind of like bastardizing our name but it's like you already did nah. that in the past yeah. like what like this is just this is historical fact at this point right like yeah they like you know they kind of like they made up a story here and the Pinkertons are they're not even like I wouldn't say they're unfairly shown to be evil or anything like they don't 
they're not hurting women and children. Right. They're not like kidnapping and torturing people from what we see other than one character, which is like, you know, it's like they're actually out here for the outlaws. So like they're, they're not even cast as like these evil, they're the villain of the story, but your character is a villain. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're, it's... they're not even, it's not even an unfair evilness considering these dudes like in real life, uh, you know, killed and tortured union strikers and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, what about like your character is a Pinkerton agent in Bioshock Infinite? Yeah. Right. Right. You're. I mean, the Pinkertons were referenced in. They were Red Dead One. Yeah. I mean, like it. This is not like there's zero chance they can defend this in court. Yeah. You know, it's not the type of shit. Like every once in a while, we'll mention some stuff where it's like. Well, you know, this is kind of a legal loophole and, you know, they probably do owe money due to copyright and trademark law and shit like that. It'd be easier to just settle and get it over with. But in this, it, they have zero chance in court. I don't even know why you'd waste your fucking legal fees. Like, it's not going to happen. Right, yeah, it, it seems silly. And then they, they of course, the article, or, you know, the scenario that we just, you know, mentioned. Like, you've been mentioned in other places. Hmm. It's not... This isn't the first time. Yeah. Deadwood. So, well, why didn't you say anything about Deadwood? Why didn't you say anything about Bioshock? Why didn't you say Here's anything something. about... Literally, the, Weezer. the show... The Pinkertons. Yeah. Like... There's a Weezer uh, album called Pinkerton that, that the Pinkertons tried to sue. And it's like, even your company's name is based on a dude's last name. Right. <laughs> like, the guy that started the Pinkertons was just John Pinkerton or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. So this is, this just, I don't know. I, I saw this and I went, holy shit, the Pinkertons are still a thing. I didn't know that. Oh, that yeah, was, yeah. That was surprising to me. Um, not only are they not still in Chicago, you know what I mean? They're not like, it's not even like, I imagine if it was still alive, it would be like a smaller, like, detective agency in Chicago. Where they uh, also were like 1940s attire. Uh, um, no, it's oh, it's a, it's it's like a security in. It's a Swedish security company. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of like I'm gonna have to do some research. I want to see how I got there. Well, they just bought it. Yeah, but like what like what led to I don't know I, I kind of want to look that up now. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's just it, weird. It's a. Uh, it's What's weird. he from? It's so weird. Is, is he is he Swedish? And if Who? so, the original John, guy, yeah, no, he's American. He was well. He, well, what's Im, he? He was an immigrant from somewhere that settled in Chicago. I know. I just read that part. Uh, sorry, Alan Pinkerton. He's a uh, Scottish, Scottish American. Yeah, I was like, if you were Swedish, why didn't you just stay in Sweden? He wasn't. Um, so that I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Interesting. Huh. He left school at the age of ten. Mm. Fascinating. Worked out one. He's probably smarter than most people at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I think it. I think it's. Uh, it's Rick Sanchez says school is not a place for smart people. <laughs> Damn. That ain't wrong. <clears throat> this is not wrong. Uh, yeah. So looking at um, due to conflicts with the labor union, the word Pinkerton continues to be associated with strike breaking. Uh, the diversified from labor spying. Um, the firm's criminal detection work suffered from police modernization movement. 
uh, police didn't used to have their own investigators. Yeah, they used to. They would like solve PIs. simple crime and then just fucking move on if, um, you know, if they couldn't figure it out, they'd be like, "Well, we'll never solve this one, boys." Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the 1960s, they took detective out of the letterhead, and they survived up until 1999 when they were bought by the Swedish security company. In 99, what the fuck were they doing until 99? It was probably like a company that was run by. There was like two people that were like private investigators. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Or just doing security for events or risk management or whatever. So you're telling me, Jim uh, Jaffe's like, Barlett and Jones yeah. Supernatural Detective Agency was bigger than Pinkerton's Detective Agency? Significantly bigger. <laughs> way more employees, probably. That's fun. But, uh, you know, it's it's like. Um, I don't I mean, it's. it's uh, you know. Yeah. If there's only one or two people. I mean, the Securitas got it for uh, $384 million. So they were considered to be worth that. Wow. Just doing That's security something. and shit, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. this is totally indefensible in court. They're fucked. Like, there's... Oh, yeah. I, again, I don't even know why you would waste the money. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just the names thrown around so much, they're using the historical mm. fact. You know, the historical... Um, yeah, it's not like it's a game about modern-day Pinkerton detectives called Pinkerton the, the Game or something. You know what I mean? Pinkerton like, the movie, the game. The game. Colin Weezer. Yeah. So, I, I, don't, I don't even know why you'd spend the time. It's not going to happen. You'd have to, like, own the judge. Like, it would literally, the judge would have to be an employee <laughs> of your this company. goes the other way, I'm calling shenanigans. And, yeah, I, would, I, would, I mean, honestly, like, the judge would have to, like, they would have to be stricken from their post. <laughs> if yeah. they give them a fucking dollar. Um, okay, so, yeah, another sort of cancellation, I guess. Um, so, you remember Machinima? I do. Like, early 2000s? Um, yeah. So, they were acquired in the past by um, AT&T. Um, Interesting, I didn't know that. There's, like, a lot of weird mergers, and eventually AT&T ended up owning Machinima. Uh, so, sort of randomly, it seems like, um, you know, they had some layoffs or whatever last year. They kind of moved some shit around. Um, and then they just went ahead and made the whole channel private a couple days ago. Uh, That's so every video was hidden. And they said, um, you know, this is a... It's still a valuable channel. Even after losing a bunch of people, it still has 12.4 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, but the problem is there's thousands of hours of original game content. Some of the earliest game content i mean machinima was like, oh yeah they were early to the field yeah they, they were definitely like i wouldn't say like an innovator of the time or anything but but they were the ones were, that made it they time. were the ones that were like okay well you want to see this gameplay like there was mm. there was a, a definite era of where they gave out demos and you played the demos and then mm. when that ended it immediately went to it's because the internet and you can just watch people play it you can yeah. see what what the game is instead of playing the game. Right. So, yeah, I mean, outside well, I mean, outside of television. But yeah, I mean, it's they, they were the kind of pioneer on that. Yeah, it's totally weird that I mean, think about like going out of your way to purchase a company and then you just delete everything they have. And then yeah. like there there was a, eventually a statement from the company where they basically said um you know, we're more interested in making, like, new stuff. And it's like, did they not acquire the rights or something? And, like, 
you know, there's all these people that, that these editors and these, you know, the person, the, the talent that was on screen and the producers and the camera people and the lighting people who put all this work into all of this fucking content that's just gone. Like, you know, the stuff hasn't been deleted yet. It's just private, so it's not viewable. Yeah. But yeah. it's they're probably not doing this. Like, it's possible they're going through and redoing every video with a new logo or something, and they'll put them back up in like a week or two i guess but it doesn't seem that seems like good. a waste of time yeah like why why like it's it is possible that they're just doing a rebranding but it does not look good yeah I, yeah to me this feels like a like a reset yeah this is like a hey we're gonna get rid of the old shit so we can just have all of our new stuff on here but it, it, i just don't like but imagine if you bought like so disney bought out uh 20th century fox right right that's going to be going through imagine if they just destroyed like not to say that they were like okay we're going to reboot the x-men because they're definitely going to do that Mm -hmm. but like if they went and like to every individual's house and grabbed the copy of their x-men movies and destroyed them and like took it down off you couldn't rent it off amazon it was not streaming it could not be seen on cable tv anymore like i would why uh, would you do that like why wouldn't you just want to make the money off of that shit I would surrender my copy of X, all of my copies of X Men. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Let's be real. But it's yeah, so weird. Like, yeah. but it is weird. It's already been made, so j- why not just collect ad revenue off of it? Right. It's yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. It's very it, weird. It's it's an interesting. We'll either see it pop back up here in a couple, you know, yeah, fairly soon, or we'll get a statement that shit's gone south. Gonzo. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. They, they've kind of been, Machinima's really been, like, dethroned by, like, uh... Like oh, they, yeah, they, I know? think they probably died out in, like, the, like, 15, 16, maybe. Yeah. But, I, uh, I still, seen, I mean, that's, that shit's all there. Yeah, it's still content that people, you know, really like. Um, so, or, well, they really... I don't know. Hmm. I, I never got into. I never really got into any of their original content, so I can't really say. Yeah. So maybe people did like it, but didn't like it enough. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, a, an announcement that we were kind of we talked about, I think uh, maybe a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, Bethesda changed their uh, banner photo on Facebook and in other locations to this uh, to this dragon, and it turns out that was. Um, the prelude to them doing uh, the season of the dragons and the introduction of uh, the Khajiit nation of elsewhere in Elder yeah. Scrolls Online. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They have a great trailer. Their trailers are always, always. Yeah, fantastic. they do an amazing job on their trailers. Uh, we'll do. Um, let's see here. Six six nineteen sixty six. Is it going to let you enter your birth year as 1900? It did. But <laughs> here we are. So they're like, damn, we just, our, our fucking viewer statistics just got skewed really heavily. God, like, God damn, that guy's old. How is he still? Okay. This dude loves Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. We're being, we're being played here. Um, yes, I am 18 or older. This is terrible. This is how I used to watch porn. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
the trailer looks incredibly well done, per usual, as you'd expect. The Khajiit especially. I'm such a yeah. big fan. I've just seen it kind of a moat and like it's not even the like my preferred class mm. or a uh, race when I play. Um but it's still cool and then they're so they're so cool and like original like you know I understand that they have the same like human elf dwarf thing that all fantasy has but I really like mm-hmm. when there's additional weird fantasy races. Yeah, yeah, like like my favorite I've been a, like I I traditionally really like Argonians, but uh-huh. the the Nord was always the class I always ended up playing until yeah. um, basically until Skyrim, where I started as a Nord and I ended up finishing as a High Elf, which was weird. weird. Um, so I, you know, I, my first class, first playthrough, I went through, and then I was like, you know, I kind of want to use magic more and instead of just mm-hmm. pulling out magic and being, you know, that character. I just kind of reset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, elsewhere is a pretty cool location. Uh, it's it's kind of like I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly where it's located. I know it's down there by like um, Black Marsh. I think it's like in between Black Marsh and um, where the High Elves are from. Um, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll have to look up the. I really do not know my Elder Scrolls lore. Trust me on that. Let me look. Looking up a map. I know we've looked up this map before. Yes. Valenwood. Uh, Somerset Isles is the one I was trying to think of. But yeah. Um, it kind of... It borders mostly Cyrodiil and Valenwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has... It, it, it has quite a bit of mountain. It, you won't see as much mountain as we had in like Skyrim. But to like the south side, it has a lot of mountain. And then, uh, like, almost dead center, it has a, almost like desert. Mm. Um, so it has a lot of variation. You know, you'll see desert, you'll see, um, like, lush uh, greenery coming from Valenwood, which is where the, um, like, wood elves are from. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, some mountainous region. And as you move farther, further east, you get into kind of, like, almost swampy like more marsh style stuff i hope i hope that's what um you'll see they continue to support elder scrolls online uh a great deal you know this is the i think this is the second big expansion mm-hmm. that we've had since um since release the first one introduced um no did they do somerset isle already i think they might have I know they introduced Morrowind really early, but yeah, they, they've done they've done quite a few. Um, yeah. So, and you can you know they they are they're really trying to map out these like the entire everything they're trying to map out you know higher yeah the whole future of the game here yeah everything. Um, so that's pretty uh you know that's pretty interesting and the game it it's not terrible I mean it's it's definitely fun. Um, I think I did two. I did one and a half playthroughs of this game, mm-hmm. and by that time, it was, I was kind of over it. Um, but yeah, finding a good uh, guild and um, sticking with it, and you know, finding people to play with—that that's the key to keeping you um, 
like keeping you in, keeping you pulled in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of hope this game continues to do well while they focus on um, what's next. You know, Elder Scrolls Six, and they're also working on Starfield. So, oh yeah, yeah I want to see Starfield bad. Oh yeah, like. I, I want I, I really want that to somehow connect to Elder Scrolls. Yep. I really want that bad. I need that. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, so we sort of are, you know, it'll still never be like completely public or whatever, but we're sort of seeing what the cost was to Warner Brothers to settle that Westworld Mobile dispute with Bethesda. Um, Westworld Mobile is shutting down in April. <laughs> yep. There it is. Um, yeah, so uh, it, the game has already been removed from the App Store and Google Play, and the servers will go offline completely on April 16th. Um, so the Westworld Mobile like Twitter account said, we hope you enjoyed playing Westworld. We're sorry to tell you the park is entering a new phase and we'll no longer be taping applications for new employees. Uh, the game will be removed from the App Store and Google Play on January 15th and officially closed on April 16th. As of today, you will no longer be able to make in-game purchases. So that probably means... That's money's all getting sent to Bethesda, right? I don't know. Um, we're sorry to see the Westworld mobile game go. We had an incredible time creating new content, and we deeply appreciate our community. Like, uh, you shouldn't have committed to, like, corporate espionage. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would like to hear exactly what what came of this. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like someone, someone definitely sided in favor of Bethesda. And whether Bethesda wanted, I mean, at this point, more, you know, at this point, I feel like they would have wanted more than just, you know, the the cost of the court case and, uh, like, damages. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going, they probably went for blood. Yeah. And, yeah, so I feel like the money is going there. But who knows? They could have been like, you know, just pay the court cases, take the game down, and... That that'll be that, mm. and you know that that that's for the Westworld mobile guys. That would be the best. Uh, <laughs> that would be the the best case scenario for them, I think. Yeah. But the game was exactly the same. Uh, it it had such minor differences. It wasn't. Yeah, I think I played it two days, three days before I was yeah. like, I'm good. Uh, somebody in the comments said, um, hopefully you guys can reboot the game and try to put out something else. Name it something unique like Westworld Shelter, Westworld New Vegas, Westworld 76. Jesus Christ. Damn. Holy no. shit. Oh, Grim said the new class for Elder Scrolls is the Necromancer. That sounds dope. That sounds really fucking cool. All right. We did get word that there is a, and yeah, that was the general feeling, that there is a, a Power Rangers uh, fighting game coming out, Power Rangers Hell Battle yes. for the Grid. It looks fairly good. Speaking of like all these fucking, we're in like a fighting game renaissance, which is we weird are. because fighting games never went away. Yeah, they just kind of like hung out a little bit and, yeah. you know, people played it. It was just super mega Tekken Street Fighter 15 for a while, but luckily now we have fucking 15 fighting games coming out today. Apparently, this yeah. is coming out. Uh, this is releasing in like April or something. Yeah, it looks this this game trailers 
thing says that it's you know coming out in April. Yeah. Uh, pre-order now to get the re- Green Ranger V2 skin. Battleforthegrid.com. I will pre-order. Dude, it's only twenty dollars. Oh. Fuck! I'm gonna pre-order it. <laughs> okay. Well, if it's twenty bucks. I mean. Got to get that high voice out of there. So that's pretty dope. So it looks fairly good. Who's who's making this? Do we? Uh, It is coming from Hasbro uh, Enway. Let me look at them. Uh, Enway. They've mostly made free-to-play mobile multiplayer games. That's not promising. Yeah, that's not great. Um, But what have they worked on? Chrono Blade. Okay. Well, thanks for all the details, buds. Chrono Blade. So this is their second game. It looks really good. It, yeah, um, but that that is that is kind of the thing with um, what what happened here. Um, that's kind of that. the thing with uh, with Power Rangers. I mean, animation wise, it I feel like it has to be like very like. It doesn't have to be taxing at all. Oh no! Just make it cheesy as fuck, and I'm ready to go. Well, you never even see their mouths like open and close. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that, just... that is the hard part. <laughs> like the fine details of like faces and shit. Yeah, it's like even like yeah. kind of the original or V two. You know their their mouths were. It wasn't even like a like a helmet that just let that looks like a helmet. They had that spot cut out that looked like they had lips. Um. Super weird, though. Yep. This could be... It could be something. I, You know, if it does incredibly well, that would be... That would be a thing, huh? Yeah. Dude, what if, like, Power Rangers is the hot new shit? Wouldn't that be amazing? It tacks back around. We get to dust off those Jesus, OG I'm Power sorry. Ranger shirts. I, You know what? Like, I've, I've actually been really hoping that I could hear more about, like, if we're going to get, like, a sequel to that Power Rangers movie. Yeah, it, it seems like we're it seems like we're probably not because all the rights sold to Hasbro in the meantime of or you know whoever it was Saban to whoever so, yeah. Lionsgate I guess mm-hmm. but um, you know this has that Lionsgate logo on it like I hope that how whatever the ownership is now I want this to lead me directly into like a new Power Rangers trailer. Because that movie was dope, and I want those actors back. Yeah, I mean, they, they would have been smart. Like, they, they have to... Um, yeah, Lionsgate, that, that, that's who... That's the company in question that picked them up. They have to see that the movie did well. And right. that it was entertaining. There's no way that they're just going to go, you know, no. Like, I, I that, that would just be... That would be a terrible business decision. decision I mean, to start off with. Yeah, maybe reboot it. But, like, definitely not abandon the movies. Yeah, I, I, I really like this one. I, I would love to see those same guys back, but but these guys are promoting crossplay. Oh yeah. So that's interesting. That's, yeah, yeah. They have the crossplay is right in their mentions. Like yeah, at, at the you know at the bottom, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, matchmaking is made easy as players on Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC can compete in the same pool, leaving out, of course, PlayStation. Um, I think Sony has to, you know, they have to get some mm-hmm. balls behind it before they, you know, oh, this game's a piece of shit. Well, let's not waste our time. Which I still mm-hmm. think is a dumb move, but, um, 
but yeah, it, clicking on characters, you can kind of see that they're having different, uh, like different characters from different, uh, like here's Super Mega Force, um, and then they have three from the original. Uh, mm-hmm. But it looks like they have a healthy little pool of characters, and for twenty bucks, you know, why not? Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, that looks that looks awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a good add to this one. All right. Um, so yeah, there was a a big um, sort of 2018 year end um, like I don't know video game industry in review type thing. Um, mm-hmm. 2018 was easily the best year for games so far uh, in terms of like revenue and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the new cross-platform digital landscape and the continued growth of new segments like esports, gaming videos, virtual reality have led to a have led to a dynamic market that does not show any signs of slowing. Um, they said, we're, we're not really sure what all's going on, but the games and interactive media industry grew 13% in 2018. Um, primarily, wow. they're attributing that to Fortnite. Well, yeah. um, Fortnite had the most annual revenue of any game in history. Yeah. What? Um... It was a couple billion. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was like two point like five bill or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and it's, it was uh, high. Yeah, massive. Um, I, I mean, I can't even imagine like what that's done for, uh, Epic. Man, Red um, Dead got a straight up call out over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Red Dead. Uh, was a Red Dead 2 again actually I've heard that it beat um, GTA 5's largest entertainment weekend release or whatever like opening Mm -hmm. week release Um, yeah I mean the uh, you know free to play titles made 80% of all digital games revenue yeah Um, premium titles are still doing really well Asian mobile games helped that region earn 62% of global free to play revenue so of that total 80%, 62% of it is from Asia only. That's crazy. Uh, they really North like America, their premium games, don't they? Yes. North America and Europe generated 80% of premium games revenue. So 80% of all games that have a cost are bought in Europe and the U.S. And I, I don't know, I, I guess that doesn't include the U.K., huh, Grant? Got him. So uh, Red Dead 2 earned the 516 mil, half a bill in quarter four only, uh, which is, I mean, that's the only time it was available. Um, So with that, premium game revenue rose 10% over last year. Um, And that's interesting. What came out at the end of 2017 that was so lackluster? (laughs) Well... I don't think that was just for that quarter. I think that was for the whole year. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, um, overall, it was a huge year for the industry. I think, hopefully, this is this would lead to a good turning point where, sort of like we've been talking about, like, um, I would really like to see that game industry unionization push to see that, like, okay, companies are making more and more and more and more money. And yes, there are more total people working in the industry like Mm -hmm. that's definitely true but just like with anything else the bigger slice of that pie is not going to the employees and we're not getting discounts on games because of 
how much money it costs to make them. You know what I mean? Like everything is right. still sixty dollars except for Power Rangers. Which is so, funny. you know, it's like <laughs> you know we're not really seeing the the alterations that we would expect to see in the market. Yeah, um, and that that was so, something that I was talking like if we're going all digital in the future, mm-hmm. which is kind of kind of expected. Yeah, I mean, you would of, say that. I mean, it's sort of like unavoidable. I feel like. So would that drive costs down? Well, it hasn't. Or, it hasn't yet. I, I mean, no. I mean, if we it, like, I understand if they do it now. I mean, it, the, I, I do see it kind of happening in some places. Not not always, but sometimes you do see you can pick it up for five dollars cheaper, or even ten dollars yeah. cheaper. Um, but. I wonder if we'll see that be a constant once we've converted to all digital or if they'll take that extra money. No, they'll definitely uh, take the extra money. I mean, and, you know. You know, I, I don't know. Things... Showing good faith just to get away from the the stigma of like, look, we're not we're not making a physical game. We're not shipping it to you. We're not storing it in a warehouse. We don't have to make partners with things like, uh, you know, play like brick and mortar stores anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if we'll see that be you know pushed back into um i mean that would be smart that would be a really smart move because it would be the whole video game industry saying look you know we're not trying to take more than you guys are you know we're we're not going to give you a lesser thing for the same amount of money you know well yeah i don't i I I like i don't i don't think they would ever say that digital is less than physical like the movie industry hasn't done this like digital movies well, I mean, are all the same price and they're, they've stopped making physical movies for some releases I mean I, I guess I guess lesser isn't the what I should have went for you know it's you don't have something physical it's not something that you can like have on your you know it's the you know it's the same thing as like like we were talking a digital movie compared to having it like on you know blu-ray or whatever you know like a blu-ray movie that you can mm. see or you know having an ebook over an actual book right. it just it's it, it's it's not it's different i i don't know if yeah lesser is the right word but you are technically getting less you're not getting yeah. a physical book you're not getting a case um but you are in turn taking that uh you're exchanging that for the convenience of not having to change the disc or right. go to the store to buy it. Right. So maybe they'll keep the money. I imagine they'll keep the money. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it would be interesting to see the entire... I mean, we definitely see some studios doing that. Um, for some of these games that come out that are like 15 or $20, and then there's eventually a hard copy release. The hard copy is like 30 Yeah. Because it's like, we this is not our way to make money. We are putting this out specifically to like try to oh, like a collector's item to people that want it yeah right right so like um you know like the limited run games is specifically what i'm thinking of sure so like um yeah what was the game that made a um uh, a super nintendo cartridge yeah i know what you're talking about i can't remember what it was that was really cool it was like uh, hyper yeah. light drifter or something yeah people are doing this like cool shit yeah. and like you know it's it's strictly for a gimmick or collectors appeal yeah. i guess yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. We'll have to see where it goes. I mean, I know there's some sort of some unionization efforts and shit. I mean, like, 
the the we see a few large premium games making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Red Dead is on that list. Call of Duty, of course, is always on that list. But I think ultimately, like these, you know, EA and Activision and Take Two, we can see on paper that they're making more and more money every year. But right. they seem to be getting worse and worse in like public opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, people it are essentially calling for like EA to be beheaded, despite the fact that as far as EA as a business is concerned, they're doing everything right because they're making more money. Right. You know, so they'll but, say things like, oh, you know, we lost a lot of money, but really they didn't. They just expected to make more money from certain games. They're still making more money than they did last year, almost universally. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's weird. I mean, in general, this is true of all companies like Google is incentivized to take your data and sell it to some scummy bullshit because that's where they make their money. Like you as an individual are not going to give them more money to be better. They'll make more money to be worse. So they're always going to be worse. And it's the same of Facebook. It's the same of Amazon. So, you know, a company doesn't really have a code of ethics. They don't actually give a shit. The job is to make money. So, I I mean, the more that people go indie and the more that indies have a chance to stand out in the market, I think Mm -hmm. the better because an indie studio is really just a couple people. But the more that, you know. Yeah, they have that mentality. You know, they have that, like... <clears throat> we're not a big business and we're not just trying to make the most profit. We're trying to make the, the, the idea isn't to make profit. That's kind of the outcome is they want to have enough profit to survive. They want to have enough profit indie. to make the next one. Right. And but really that's it. Yeah. Something like EA or, you know, a bigger company, their idea mm-hmm. is not to make something good so they can continue making games. Their right. idea is just to make as much money as they possibly can. Right. Even if it is just an exorbitant amount, uh, an exorbitant amount that just doesn't that they don't like, even nobody need or to have a way to spend, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it is interesting. I mean, like, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. I think that probably as more and more tools become easier to use, it'll just kind of get distributed the same way that like art generally did, like physical art, like paintings, sculpture, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It used to be impossibly difficult to be able to be an artist and live yeah and in fact many famous artists were not able to do that and they died yeah (laughs) like themselves and killed themselves or they starved to death or you know we have like edgar Allan poe revered by like every angsty teenager who like dies in a fucking gutter you know what i mean like um, or rip their ear off and then shotgun themselves and lay in a field for weeks right so like you know, it, it was in, it was an impossibly high standard to like, you know, as like Michelangelo did not get where he was because he was a good painter. He got where he was because a bunch of rich people like to have him around. You know, right? And that's true of all of these like famous. You know, Isaac Newton was funded by some guy. He just sat in a in a fancy wing of a castle and experimented with shit all day because some dude just paid for him to live there. Like, it's not because he was good or talented. It's because some guy liked him. So, you know, now that the stuff has been so distributed out and like it's so easy to grab onto Unity and make something, it's not easy to make something good, right? But it's easy to make something. And like the more that these tools get better and better, the more games will be made by small teams, by indies, by a single person, or by, you know, a medium sized team of 40 people maybe. And those will be inherently more ethical because those people are inherently more accountable for what happens you know what i mean sure yeah so 
we'll just kind of have to wait for that to catch up. For sure. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've listened to a lot of article or a lot of argument on both sides too, um, like for and uh, and against um, the unionization. Mm. And most of the against articles. Oh, the against is less stuff's going to come out. Uh, well, the people who are against it are people who have been part of a union and they've just seen the worst of a union. And like, not all union, like all unions are positive, you know. Well, this not going to be the thing. Equal, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not going to be the thing that fixes everything magically, and it's going to make everyone be able to have a job if they want it. I mean, right, right. It's you know, it, it's going to be. It's just a stepping stone. It's yeah, it's a stepping stone to make things. Yep. More. Um, sustainable. Hopefully, a little more equitable, a little more sustainable. But I mean, we, you know, we don't know what the outcome yeah. will be. I mean, exactly. It, it's. Uh, and if it's bad, I mean, it's no different than the position that we're like in now. Right. Yeah, it can't possibly get worse. It'll just be bad in a different way. Yeah. It'll just be like, oh, well, time to, you know, (laughs) work our way around this one as well. Yeah. So, So, yeah. We'll have to see how it goes. But I I definitely see some, you know, there's going to have to be some monumental changes in the industry sometime soon. The money coming in is is important. Crazy. It's it's definitely crazy. But it is important to help, um, like, help push along. Mm. you know the steps that we're oh, trying yeah, to take yeah, yeah. to make this happen like this is definitely a thing talking about unionization and downsides if you try to unionize a walmart they'll just close the fucking store <laughs> yeah like this has happened several times especially in canada like walmart's targets different things like that like all the employees or you know enough of the employees will agree like hey it's time we're going to unionize we're going to join you know whatever iawp fucking shopkeepers union and like <laughs> They're, and Walmart's like, oh, you know, actually, this isn't a good economic region for us. And they just close the store for six years, and then they reopen it with all new staff later. Like, Idiots. They're just straight up like, that is not enough money in, this, in it for us to deal with this. Why, yeah, why, why do they, like, why would they care? They just, How yeah, well, Walmart has them? enough money laying around that they don't give a shit. And also, exactly. each individual store, how much money does it make in the grand scheme of things, like, one individual store is not 1% of Walmart's income. So they could not give a fuck. Right. You know, so like, you know, if you are able to simultaneously unionize half of EA studios, would that be enough that EA just has to deal with it? Like, do they make enough money that they're not just like, well, we're finally paying for bankruptcy. See ya. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you would have to. It's going to have to be a very strategic move, kind of like how the auto industry had these very strategic moves, you know, late. Uh, a little after Ford kind of made things better on his own just to try to cut the union off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, see. yeah. We're definitely on the, like, I, I think by, I think by, like, mid-20, like, 2020 to, like, 2022 is going to be a really interesting time in the grand scheme of video yeah. games because, you know, we're looking down the barrel. Yeah, it won't have the Star Wars go, license. <laughs> it, could go, it could go so many different ways is yeah. kind of the, the, the thing that I'm saying. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to follow. So I, I guess that's what we're doing here, yeah? <laughs> Hopefully. I'm going to mention as much as possible. Yeah. Cool. Um, so one of the other things that you might have saw over on, um, over on our Facebook they uh nether realm studios did a like basically like a community mm. launch party for yeah i mean Mortal they just Kombat had like 11. a big um kind of reveal and like 
teaser event, sort of, for uh, the more Combat. Yeah, yeah, they, they started it off by having um, Naomi Kyle as the host uh, talk to tons of different people kind of coming through to the event. Um, and it didn't seem to be a massive event. It seemed to be a pretty, uh, uh, like, I don't want to say low-key, but it didn't seem to have as much, like, sitting room as something, like, that you would see from, I don't know, I'm trying to compare it to an event. Mm. Yeah, it's like definitely it's definitely no panel yeah. of like, um, like Ubisoft or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely a lot less seating. I mean, but, honestly, it almost looks like the like the size of the room and the scale of it almost looks like uh, like a medium to large size like fighting game tournament. Yeah, yeah. Like not even not even huge. <laughs> um, but they did attract. Damn, some... there's a lot of ads in the beginning. Oh yeah, I'm I'm jumping into like the twenty four sixteen mark, um, right now. Um, and, uh, like right now they, you know, they had some, some personalities, uh, like WWE had, um, it's not even WWE, it's Xavier Woods. His real name is, I guess, Austin Creed. Why he wouldn't go by Austin Creed? Damn, Austin Creed's good. Isn't that a good name? He decided to go by Xavier Woods in WWE. Um, and, uh, he, he dressed, you know, he dressed up Zelina Vega, who was, uh, an up and coming, um, female mm-hmm. wrestler. She dressed up as Jade, which was cool. Uh, and then, uh, Xavier Woods, uh, tag team partner from the New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston was there as well, making a goddamn fool of himself. <laughs> he is my favorite by far. The other two costumes are so much better, but he's so fucking ridiculous. He didn't even mm-hmm. shave his beard when he put on that Fu Manchu. It's barely hanging on. It's yeah. it's good. Um, but they all dressed up as different characters. Um, Zelina Vega, she made her own costume, which was great. The, um, this other guy made uh, the costume for... Um, Made the costume for uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston was like last. There it is. Xavier's is really good though. Um, Definitely should have got that underwear that hides dicks better. He, yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he had to cut costs, so yeah, he had to cut somewhere, you know. Yeah. Skip that. Um, and th- you know they had a few other people. They had uh, they they had this this one this one lady that was in here and she had a really good uh scorpion costume she had a gender bent scorpion costume she said she got an early look at uh what scorpion would look like with his main uh outfit and um they let her they basically hired her to do one of her cosplays as uh like a gender bent scorpion um looked really good she had she had all the fine all the fine detail a really good mask she had um uh, both of the swords. It, it was it was well done, um, but as we uh, like as we went into the show and when it finally started, um, you know they, you know they, they came out they came out pretty fast, uh, bringing out Ed Boone who spoke for a little bit, talked about the game, showed off some of the um, showed off two combatants. He started with Scorpion and Baraka, um, returning Baraka, which is fucking fantastic um and then he started talking about the differences that you know the changes that are making to the game um usually you would have a a meter at the bottom that just governs everything uh not this time you have a vertical meter that governs your defensive and a horizontal meter that uh, governs your 
um, offensive. So that's yeah. kind of cool. You can do offensive and defensive um, things. They kind of respect, uh, respectfully go up and, you know, depending on if you block or, you know, whatever. Um, and the fatalities are very much there. The brutality is, is there. The bone breaking when you land that critical hit where it zooms in shows you the x-ray. Um, mm. It's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, this... Yeah, it's shaping up to be it's shaping up to be really good. Uh, one of the things that I really really liked um, was them showing off. Well, first they brought Scarlet. Um, they showed a, a match uh, that was Scarlet versus uh, Sonya Blade, and Scarlet's just cool. She'll just remove blood from people. She's like a blood mage basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show her fatality. I'm trying to find it because I feel like you'd be really like into it. I know I'm, like, right there at it. Oh, here we are. So, her fatality is she um, removes the blood from the enemy, from their face, and creates, like, icicle spears with the blood. And while they're, like, on their knees getting the blood drained from their face, she forms the spears, and she just starts piercing their body with it. Damn. Yeah. That's some blood magic. It, it takes a little bit of time for for the catch up here, but I feel like you're gonna be like, God damn, yeah, that, it was it. really good. It's good. Um, and then they showed off their newer character. Uh, well, first they kind of talked about um, who was voicing uh, Sonya Blade. It's Ronda Rousey. Um, not okay. mind blowing or anything. Uh, you know, if you followed anything WWE or Mortal Kombat, you you had a really good idea on who it was. Um, they did a big compilation of fatalities and they showed mm-hmm. off I'm trying to find it they showed off their new character Garrus um, cool. he has he's he's um, a like a time traveler mm-hmm. so instead of freezing people like uh, Sub-Zero does he just suspends them in the air Nice. stops them it's really good he also uses sand kind of like um uh, who's that from like sandman from sandman. Spider-Man. spider-man yeah yeah um so he has like a noob cybot style feel to him it looks like he kind of like falls back into the sand and mm-hmm. comes up in other places um yeah he's a cool character they also showed off like you can customize your character it's not just you're picking your character and you're done um like with scorpion they're showing the different types of masks that you can get and equip on the character um i don't know if they have any sort of like impact but they do have different um empty augment slots as well as the katana and uh, different blades for scorpion and i think the last thing that you can change gear wise is like his spear just different heads for the spear uh, yeah. As well, the cosmetic stuff, you can change your character's outfit entirely. Um, so if you like a certain Scorpion, if you like the original Scorpion's outfit, you can totally be that. Or he doesn't even have to be, like, yellow. You can make him look like Reptile, but be Damn. Scorpion. Um, oh, that's so really interesting. I wonder if you could, rad. like, try to make somebody think they're fighting a different character. Yeah, yeah. And... You can set those up as different, like, loadouts. Like, I want my loadout three, and, you know, it has this, you know, all of this set up. You don't even have to have the mask, I don't think, or the hood. 
so it's it's uh, it's pretty cool. And every character has it. They showed off Baraka with it. Um, it showed off a bit of um, Sub Zero with it as well. So uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. This this has been like I'm the past like this month has been the month where I'm like kind of getting into fighting games, not playing them. I just love everything I'm seeing from them. Like I want to buy Mortal Kombat 11. Even though it had a terrible, like, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, the game, the Game Awards video. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking garbage. Yep. But this is really, really good. Uh, the, it, I was saying to someone else recently, I was like, it's one of those games that are, um, it, it's constantly not overlooked, but it's kind of like pushed aside because they've been doing it for so long. Right. And you think you know what to expect. And yeah. mechanically, you might know what to expect. But it's it's different every time. Like, I ended up buying... It was Mortal Kombat 9. Um, and I thought the same thing. I was like, it's Mortal Kombat. Like, I, why would I want that? And then I got more... Like, I saw more of it. And then picked it up. And I was like, this is amazing. And mm-hmm. 10 was... The, uh, 10 was the same way. And they introduced really cool characters late like late game yeah like not part of the franchise characters uh and it is one of the games that one of the few fighting games that actually has a story right that you can fully follow so yeah it was a it was a cool event they um you know they got to play uh they got to play more of the game as uh you know as the show went on um chloe was the host after the main show who was like on the floor walking around talking to people, right. um, played extra. So, you know, it, it was kind of cool just to, um, uh, just to see all the interaction, all the people come out that were excited for Mortal Kombat, and uh, and have such a good, like, reception. You know, like it wasn't yeah. like they've done this like more than eleven times. They've done this. <laughs> They've done this more than 22 times, and yeah. they're still having a great reception. So that's, you know, that's, that's definitely a positive, for sure. That's about, that's about all you can ask. For real. All right, and we'll get into the last thing. We'll leave on a, a nice depressing note, I hope. I hope that's how nice. I like to live my life. I just want to yeah. make sure everybody's pissed off. Good I want to ruin off. people's dreams. Yep. Um, so EA has canceled the open world Star Wars game that uh, the uh, EA Vancouver took off of Visceral basically Visceral. in 2017. So um, this this one needs some some info because there's I know there's a lot of confusion when this story first broke. Yep. Um, it was kind of hard to follow exactly what was going on. So basically, um, Visceral was working on the Amy Hennig. Uh, story-based, um, like adventure Star Wars game. Like, right? oh yeah, I think it was an open world. Um... I'm not sure exactly the structure of it, but they, they were comparing it to um, Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. I think the the difference was that this was supposed to be an open world Star Wars title. Right. So that yeah, that was one like um, that was that somehow was like. Yeah, that was somehow like um, Uncharted. Yeah, that one was canceled. Um, they closed Visceral, which a lot of people were unhappy with. Right. Um, which was the basically the Dead Space Studio. 
and then uh, they gave the assets and whatever working code and you know shit like that to uh, EA Vancouver. Um, EA Vancouver historically has basically done um, support for other games like FIFA Battlefront. Where they would help do maps and multiplayer and stuff. Um, so then they started. They basically reworked the 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 canceled game and started making a new game that was more open world that had more multiplayer elements probably. Um, yeah. So then, you know, it was a different game that they're working on, but you trying to reuse some of the assets. Right. So then that's now also been canceled. And this is not the game that Respawn is working on. Yeah. That not is still to, slated to come out the end of this year. Yeah. Not to be confused with, uh, the fallen order. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So that's where that, you know, that, that's where that came in at. Um, but it is a hell of a mess. These guys have canceled more Star Wars titles since they've had the license than they've made. They've made two. Yeah. Battlefield, uh, yeah, Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Yeah. So one was hated because it didn't include core content, namely the single player. And one was hated because they fucked up the selling scheme of it. So, like, I mean... Okay, so down I, here... Wait, what are we doing here? They say... Um, there was an update, yeah. Uh, the now-canceled open-world Star Wars game, the project's codename... Uh, Orca? Yes. Uh, very early in development. Would evolve playing a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open world planets um, and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. Yes. So All they right. said, um, basically, EA's decision makers said that they needed something earlier than the release date for Orca. So they canceled this in favor of a smaller scale project that's now aimed for late 2020. But, like, is that in progress? Or did they just throw this out and say, hey, somebody fuck up a game in two years? Yeah. Like, it's just everything that EA says about all of the shit is so nightmarish. Their second update said, and this was sent from EA, um, there's been speculation overnight about one of our Star Wars projects. As a natural part of the creative process, uh, the great work by our team in Vancouver continues and will evolve into future Star Wars content and games. We're fully committed to making more Star Wars games. We're very excited about Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn, and we'll share mm -hmm. more about our projects, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, they really didn't say anything. They just said this is part of their creative process. Well, I mean, they didn't even of say Of creating and then throwing it away. Yeah. Um, so... This, to me, when I originally heard it, um, well, first I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, first I was like, fuck EA. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> I started uh, thinking rationally. And then I started going, okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Um, because they got this... They, they got all of this stuff from Visceral. Mm -hmm. And they said that it's likely that they're just going to restart. Right? Right. So I wonder if this was them going, okay, we got this stuff from Visceral. Let's try to see what we can get out of it. And they started going, they're like, but see, it'd be better if we went this way with it. And then we did this and then this. And they're like, well, we can't very well do that and continue to keep the core yeah, we can't do both. of the game. So instead of trying to shape something into something, it shape you know, the game that they had got into the idea that they had that's different from the original idea... Mm -hmm. This is them canning that and starting over with the idea that they had. Which, yeah, that's what that's sounding like that. Which, which it, it isn't a bad thing. It still pisses me off. 
Because it's yet another thing that got fucking canned. That sounds kind of cool. An open world Uncharted game where you're playing a bounty hunter and you get to work with different factions on different Mm -hmm. planets in the Star Wars universe. That sounds Sounds great. It sounds it sounds like a um, a bigger scale, but with a bigger scale comes less detail. Yeah. Version of what we were going to get with thirteen thirteen, where you played a bounty hunter on Coruscant, right? Yep. It's all there. That's already there. You can still take that idea and make that game. You could. But that sounds like a fucking great idea. Like keep it in, like keep it intimate. Give you the open world of like several large cities, mm. se- or se- several large spaces on the planet, and let you try to survive. Like yeah. you can send the character out into space. Like actually, space isn't too crazy mm. when it comes to like what, like game making. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, your IBL is just space. Yeah. And then you have like the interior of a ship. It's, yep. I mean, it's really no different than anything else that you'd make. Actually, it's less because it's a, just a ship. The space is there's basically empty. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. Um, so I, I mean, it can easily be done. And I just shit this idea out in less than a minute and a half. Mm. Um, that's, I don't know why they're they're, and th- that's what made me mad again is that they're taking this idea and then they're like no that's not a good idea okay here's this idea oh that studio got close you know what never mind that's not a good idea let's get rid of that one okay we have this new idea and it's like how long is it going to take until this um until these guys have to focus on something else because they do work on like fifa and they did stuff for battlefront so obviously they work with the ea sports team Mm -hmm. i know I, i remember uh, last FIFA, like I, I have an acquaintance who works at, who worked on last year's FIFA game, mm-hmm. and it, it like I don't know, it's it's just so weird to me. They're gonna have to like something's gonna have to like it's not they're they're not just gonna stop making FIFA games, you know they're not gonna stop making any sports any of their sports titles. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know. It's it's weird. I I don't see anything good coming of Star Wars video games until this license is pulled. Yeah. And like talking with talking with Pasty, who I you know I often talk with, um, especially on bigger things like this, like like Star Wars, and he's like <laughs> he was so mad, and I I, I can't I, I'm not faulting him at all. I was mad too, uh, but he's like EA needs to fucking just die. They need yep. to stop, like, and and it, it kind of got to the point of like, well, what happened if what would happen if Disney somehow just like ate them, mm-hmm. and then had like their own kind of like kept the developers, but it was under like Disney, eh? Di- yeah, Disney Arts. You know that kind of works. Disney Arts, I guess. Yeah, I'm on board for that shit. Okay. And engineers. Um, I mean, yeah, and, and I mean they're known for making a they're like Disney's almost always known for making a fantastic product, mm-hmm. and they have to look over at EA and go, "This is not a good product." This yeah. actually, actually, to be fair, this isn't even a product. 
because we've we have we've got two games, and the first one people were so pissed at because it was it, like a watered down ratings. Yeah, and it to be fair, it was not as a game. It was not a good game. Right. It. There's everything about everything. it. The graphics were good. The sounds were amazing. The worlds the were fantastic. Worlds were really good. The game itself sucks. Yeah. And then the second one being literally the poster child for like loot boxes. Right. And that whole like, lawsuits are entirely based around Valfront 2. They had to completely restructure how the game works. Why haven't they sent like Mickey and company to EA to literally just shotgun the shit out of these guys? Yeah, really. I mean, I, I, how I are they not? I'll never understand that. And they won't get one. Come on. Like, and Disney, we can see that Disney, like, Disney can commit, itself, mur- commit murder. Like, you know, Disney shut down Buena Vista games. They wanted to get out of games because they just didn't understand the market, I think. Right. And we've now seen them open up a lot more. Um, you know, the the Star Wars license is tied to EA, but otherwise, Disney is being very, like, open with Avengers. We have multiple yeah. Avengers products coming Several from different Marvel. publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we they're working with Nintendo a lot more. I yeah. think that might have something to do with um, with uh, I, oh, yeah, you know, um, the Avengers project, and I think that they're kind of understanding that Nintendo has that good. They have a huge base with the Switch, and also they have good family-friendly tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that fits right in. Like those two, I, it's crazy that they're not like like they they're, they haven't been doing. More. They're not any tighter, yeah. But because I mean, we they, can see that Disney's opening up to this because I think. <laughs> they realized, like, okay, this is not going to work if we give the Avengers license to Ubisoft because they're going to fuck it up because there's no competition. Yeah. So, like, it seems like they're going to almost go the Warhammer route of just, like, oh, anybody can make a Disney game. Just let us know, and we want 20% of your sales. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I understand them getting out of games and not wanting to do things in-house, but, I mean, do you think, like... Like, like, none of these companies are, like, they don't start and go, okay, we're fantastic at doing this. Mm-hmm. They always go, okay, we know how to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of, it enters an interesting territory on them saying, or, or me saying, they have how much money? Okay, just checking. <laughs> Why don't they hire somebody? <laughs> yeah, really. It's not even like, there's somebody out there looking for a job. Mm-hmm. that is looking for the exact job and they're good at what they do. And then if you let them build around that, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, good. It, as long as good decisions are being made, I mean, I, I, I'm always okay with it. Good decisions, even if I don't get the product on time, I'm like, push it back to make a better game. Mm-hmm. And it's the same, it's kind of the same scenario, you know? Like, take the time to find the right people to make the best product possible. Mm-hmm. Train people the way that you want them to work for your company. Yeah. That's not even, like, a crazy notion. It's such, like, a basic concept. Yeah. And it's just, it's not used in the video game industry. And th- that goes kind of full circle back to us saying, like, what would happen if the game industry ended up unionized? I wonder right. if we would see like a change in like culture and environment within mm-hmm. the you know w- within the 
everything as a whole. But Disney itself, like I don't know, I look, I don't look for them to. It would be interesting to see them say, okay, yeah, you know, we've bought this video game developer, mm-hmm. and we're gonna publish. That would be interesting. That would be that would be crazy. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it seems like what they're doing is, oh, you guys know how to make games, so we'll let you make it. But it would be really cool if they decided, you know what, we're going to bring this in-house. Yeah, yeah. Except see how it goes. All right, so... But uh, I think that's pretty much it for the show. Did you want to do... um, Yeah, so we did... um, yeah, we've we've had some like after show stuff in the past where we would you know we, we've done a couple different things in the past where you know different ideas. So we're gonna try to kind of do some call outs of interesting Kickstarter projects or you know small scale really small indie stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this month uh, or I guess this week we wanted to talk about a uh, cyberpunk RPG um, that's going on Kickstarter now. It just started a couple days ago. Um, carbon 2185 2185 um, so if you search carbon 2185 it should come up pretty quick um, it, yeah. it's looking really cool I, like the art for it is really good which is something that can be really rough with these um, um, you know tabletop projects because a lot of times it's just a designer so it's like yeah. one person who you know has an idea of how they want it to look and that's that's like nobody is questioning them you know what i mean yeah and and that's that can be a good thing and a bad thing um in this case it is a good thing um they've you know they they have a really good art style it it shows all the way through Um, Mm -hmm. i was actually just watching the um the pledge ticker go up (laughs) yeah yeah you can kind of watch it pop i mean they they got fully pledged it looked like in uh 24 hours they got 118 percent Oh, yeah. They hit their first stretch goal pretty quick, which was extra art, so they wanted more money to pay artists. Yeah. Um, they hit their second stretch goal pretty quick, which was uh, pre-gen characters included. Um, that's always good for, like, really quick pickup and play. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that looks like they're going to hit any uh, second now um, is uh, an adventure PDF, so kind of like a, a, a you know, pre-made adventure to play through. Um, the next goal after that is a kind of a bit of a stretch. I don't know if they'll hit this, but it's a um, basically a Tokyo, like a new city source book, which is always fun content to have. Well, I mean, they always the the money always it's always blows in the beginning and the end. In the beginning and the end, I, I'm I'm waiting for the end. Uh, mm. I, I don't know why. I I, I'm, I just am. Um, yeah, that's most I'm, I'm just gonna pick up the hardback core rule book. Um, mm-hmm. Which will be, I think, just this guy here, right? It's the one that has the the, the chick yep. leaning over the. I, I also see the golden gun one. I don't know. I, like I that. think that might be a limited edition. Yep, um, that's the Kickstarter exclusive edition. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, and you know, it's uh, like I'm gonna pay about forty five bucks, and I think you'll probably do the same, and you know, just pick up the. The core rulebook, which will come with all of this stuff as well. All the extra unlocks, yeah. All the extra unlocks. So the yep. the um, like the pre-made characters are kind of cool. I looked at some of them. Let me see if I can find a uh, um, 
a little bit talking about it. I know they had like names and stuff. I think I actually saw it like on one of their social media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also add on. They have like add-ons, which are kind of cool. They have uh, dice where the I think I think the critical role on the dice is their yeah, gun logo. The gun, yep. Which is pretty cool. Um, so you like. can, um, you and you can also add a um, a GM or a DM screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the movie style poster, and th- their way of doing it was actually kind of good. You know, you just add on the extra money, like kind of like donate the extra um, twenty bucks for the yeah. dice or whatever, and and then, then that'll just be you, like they'll, they'll be you. attached to your account later on when they're doing the fulfillment. It'll just yeah. say, hey, you have. 15 you have you have 20 extra bucks which one did you want and you can choose what extra thing you want and then possibly even add more money on the end of that there yeah um, this is kind of a thing that uh the add-on thing is something that the board game guys kind of figured out um probably like early last year maybe a little before then um For sure. yeah it's it's really cool this is looking really good we had a couple people call it out to us um to check out so yeah, um, like I, I'm really into. I, when is the did they have a projected date? Uh, February. Oh, so pretty shit. much as soon as the soon as thing it's is, done, it's basically done. They just want to pay people for their art and right. to produce it. Um, so February fifteenth cool. is when the uh, funding will go through. Sorry, I thought uh, that's what I was talking about. So the actual expected release. Let me look. Ooh, whoops. It looks like it says this project reaches goal by Friday, February fifteenth. Um, um, it's expected delivery in July. Sorry. Okay, so <clears throat> so that's pretty good. Still um, really quick, yeah. I, I I know we're trying to get more. We're trying to get um our cyberpunk story going. I'm not exactly sure how long you want to take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like personally, since you're running it, yeah. um, I was cool with playing it for a long period of time as long as it's good right and we can continue making decisions and it's like like i i think it'd be really cool to be able to go from uh you know okay we're doing this and we achieved our goal or we failed our goal or whatever mm-hmm. and then that's done and then there's like a period of time okay flash forward and then like the contact contacts us again months down the road right um that's what I, I was thinking too. Yeah, I always thought that could be cool, but with this coming out, I wouldn't mind um, giving this a shot after, uh, you know, since we're both going to get a, a rule book for it and a PDF, yeah. um, giving this a shot and seeing what it's all about. Uh, it sure. won't have. I, I don't. I, I don't know what. What is this running off? This is running off of fifth edition, right? Of the, like uh, uh, the D right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine you'll be able to use just like a 5th edition we'll be able to use this on roll 20 <laughs> their art style reminds me a lot of this other guy that I follow um, named uh, Jonathan Gonzalez from Spain he's just an <laughs> illustrator and he his work is so good um, if you guys haven't ever checked out the graphic novel uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking. It reminds me a lot of that art. Yeah. Where it's like very color coded. And yeah, I see that too. Just well done. I'm I'm a huge fan of what uh, of his illustrations. And he sticks to a central theme. So, um, 
as soon as I saw that, I immediately thought of this guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess this was the combination of a... Uh, check out this Kickstarter, because these guys are doing cool stuff. Also, check out this artist, because he does cool stuff, too. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, he even has, like, an Overwatch-style... Uh, like, where it's, like, almost a Where's Waldo and who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super sick. That's fine. I haven't seen this one before. But, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the show. Uh, get out there and check out uh, Carbon2185 on Kickstarter. See if that's your kind of thing. You can also check out um, Justin Gonzalez, uh, his art on ArtStation. Um, make sure you guys follow us. Hit the like button over on Facebook so you can stick with us throughout the week and talk with us about all the stuff that we um, end up talking about on the podcast there first. Uh, as well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Again, thank you guys for hanging out for this week. We will see you next week. But until then, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filtercord. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>